succession, kind of a mid-season recap. I was going to say, would we call two to four a mid-season? Two to four. I watched episode two, and I talked to you soon after I watched it, and I was like, that is the best hour of TV I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And then came episode three, which was okay. I love three. I love, love three. three. Okay, so there you go. I love three. Okay. And four. Oh, my God. Four is one of the best hours of TV I've ever watched, but I gotta stop saying that because... That's the thing. I think we're so skewed because I thought two was great, but I was I saw it first and I was like, Corinne's gonna love this. Like, I knew that <laughs> yeah. you were. Then three, I think, is my favorite. Like, I'm putting it up there. Like, I think it is well, so okay. good. And then okay. four, I thought was good, but I'm like, again, it's just <gasps> in comparison... It's so hard to judge. The scale is so skewed because they're all so They're so good. good. It's You're so right. So, but I, I know we're going to talk about it, but I have to just say, the Logan and Kendall talking, I mean, uh, yeah, talking at wherever their island, Adrian Birdie's island. Apparently it was filmed this, in Montauk, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah. But anyway, yes, it was supposed Looks to be a like private it. island. Yes. Yeah. The silences, I was like sick to my stomach. I'm like, please, mm-hmm. what's going to happen? What's going on? What's going Please tell me what's going to I, I, yeah. I was actually speaking Tension out loud. when there's yeah, nothing my, happening is oh my gosh. incredible. I couldn't, I couldn't stand it. And that's always the case. And I, in, towards the end of episode four, I was just, I, I, I don't think I've ever really had a reaction to, to a show like that while it was happening. And it not was a lot. the end of three? Oh my God, yeah, Kendall yeah. on the floor in oh. the room seat. That's how I was, oh, I was yeah. dying. No, there. it was, uh, no, uh, it was great. But Again, no, the, nothing, all... yeah, like the the Logan and Kendall thing. But all right, let's, so let's back up. Episode two, very strong episode, strong episode about the siblings. And oh, that is yes. is something I love, right? Yeah, we talked on our first uh, recap, which wasn't really a recap. Sorry, that was more our our <laughs> last episode on Succession, our one and only so far, was yes. really about seasons one and two and the first episode of season three, but more just what we were overall loving about the show. And and one big theme was the family drama, the psychology, mm-hmm. the interaction among the siblings, and that is on full display here in this episode. And I think I think that's what's working probably the best and what I assume you responded to the most I think so yeah absolutely and it's funny because episode one I mean I I thought not much happened in that episode but but Logan is really kind of teetering on the edge of whatever grasp grasp he has on the company on life I mean he says I don't remember what he he says like the the world is wobbly and he he was feeling out of control and he decides he's going to go back to New York where because he'd been otherwise uh, in a safe haven away from the U.S. at that time and then he decides to go back and Jerry was the CEO was named CEO Um, Lisa Arthur is going to represent Kendall and not Logan so it looks like Kendall's on top and Logan's really struggling and then episode two I would have expected more forward momentum, but they really kind of put Logan on the back burner to focus on Kendall and the siblings and and him amassing his army and and who that was going to be. And that was really interesting. Yeah, I know. I didn't think they'd go 
in this direction either for the second one. And I loved that they did, though. Um, yeah. You know, and before we even dive into it, I was going to say this, because this episode really, I think, accentuates this. Like, I was thinking this morning, I'm like, the core of this show, obviously, is is the the Roy family. And, the, and, and of course, so much of that has to do with their relationship with their father, which we'll talk about. But it is also the sibling relationship. And... Um, you know, they could have had, you know, every season they could do something like a lot of shows do where they bring in like a new enemy or a, a new yes, foe or right, whatever, right. right? But they don't. They, of course, they bring in amazing guest stars. We'll talk about Adrian Brody and, you know, Holly mm-hmm. Hunter and Cherry Jones last season, all of that. But yep. they're there for a different reason. The, the main tension and drama is always among the family. Yeah. And... Someone said to me at work yesterday, they were like, yeah, I think that show's good. But it just seems like the same thing every season. Like, who's going to take over? And I like, yes. literally, my, <laughs> my head sort of imploded. Though I'm like, well, yes, technically. But I'm yeah. like, but that's the point. Like, this is always going to be a show about the Roy family. And <laughs> I felt like she was missing the point. I'm like, a family yeah. itself is yeah. always going to provide enough material. I mean, if you think about it, being part of a family, even an ordinary one, like like mine or yours, you know, not <laughs> yeah, the sure. Roy family. Right. right. There's, a, there's literally a lifetime of drama and mm. tension and hurt and joy. I mean, they don't have a lot of joy, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, but for the Roy's, it's Memories. Just, oh, right. Well, there's, you know, there's one multi-purpose single-use um, memory, according to Roman, but um, of the fishing trip. But, yes. but my point is, it's like, it's not like you're going to run out of material by focusing on a family. Oh, it's a lifetime of material. Yeah. And so, and but, it's magnified, like times yeah. 10 with the yeah. Roy family. And I just feel like, yeah, that that's, that is the core of the show. And Sometimes it's very focused on the father-son or father-daughter relationship. But in this one, like the, the episode two, it's it's the siblings. But either way, it's just ripe for yeah. drama. So let me tell you, at some point, I don't know if it was the first season or an, or the start of the second season, I started to feel like that too. I was like, how many times can it be this fight for who's going to be the successor who's going to be the successor and i i did feel that a little bit season 3 is just crushing it it is knocking it out of the park we're 4 hours in and i've never once felt like that it feels like a whole new fight the stakes are somehow even bigger i don't know how even though it's still the same question. I do get a little bit annoyed that we're still waiting for the shareholder meeting. I'm like, that's fair. (laughs) That's fair. It's a little ridiculous. Yeah. But, but yeah, so, so this is a a lot about the siblings, but the siblings don't exist without their father. And, and I don't mean that literally, which is true, literally, but I don't know. I don't know where you want to start with this, but I'm thinking of Sophie's, and it's really the whole episode. But the the Sophie's bedroom scene when the four of them convene in Kendall's daughter's room. The best scene. Yeah, the best scene. Mm -hmm. He is Kendall is the one that I think has the most familial autonomy, as if that's really possible. But 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 comparatively (laughs) speaking, right. 
And he, in this moment, has a vision for himself. You know, he has a lot of crazy words. He's talking about a minute. He's talking about, we're a declining empire inside a declining empire. We can be omninational, detoxify our brand, and we can go supersonic. <laughs> like, I mean, he's saying a lot of crazy things. But he is, it is purely his own vision. And it's not just a reaction to his father either way. And yet... The other siblings are buying into what he's saying sometimes, sometimes not. Also knowing they can't really trust him. He's Kendall. And, but ultimately, their biggest issue is they can't betray their father. Yeah. And they are so afraid of what their father will think or do to them. And that's just, you can feel the pull of Logan Roy when he's barely in the episode. Oh, 100%. And you see it in all of these episodes, but this one I think you're right is a great example. He's always pulling the strings. He's created these little monsters, right? Yes, yes. Right? I mean, Marsha says, those fucking kids of yours in this episode. And it's true. They're his little spawn that he's now turned on each other, and he does it brilliantly, like behind the scenes, in in their face, whatever way he needs to, but he yeah. is pulling the strings. And, and, and then that, I mean, after they have that talk in there, when he sends the donuts, I mean, that is, <laughs> that is him. That's his mm-hmm. manipulation. Like he knows yes. what to do and how to play to their weaknesses. Yeah. Um, how to entice them in their own different ways. You're, you're right. It, it, even when it's the four of them, in theory, plotting to take him down, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's what Kendall is calling this meeting. Absolutely. For. He says, let's, you know, let, let's gang up on dad and take him down. And yeah. he calls him the central figure in a rotten cabal. And mm-hmm. they all sort of know it. And yeah. they're like, yeah, yeah, let's take him down. Ooh, yeah, but it's dead. And, and then they each have their own sort of just hang-ups about whether they could ever do that. And, and yeah. it's just, he he's there even when he's not he there. He is You're there. absolutely right. He is there. And I really loved the the second part of that bedroom scene with, with the, the we knew. Oh, yeah. And how Connor really kind of stepped up. Mm -hmm. in that one was like come on we knew we knew this and Shiv's really trying to act like she didn't know or that what she didn't know was really important as opposed to what she could have inferred and they all make pretty good points but at the end it just it just feels like the way Kendall goes off that they aren't willing to make a decision based on the right thing to do or not the right thing to do they're really just basing a decision on what their dad you know will say or do in retaliation and that is pretty powerful it's yes. really powerful but they to can't watch. actually really think for themselves even you say no. Kendall probably has the most autonomy yeah. in a sense and yet I could also make the argument that everything he does is in reaction to his father or because of his father. So Yes, I will say Kendall as a person, I agree, but I yeah. do think in this moment it is the most yes. independent he has been. Yeah, well, listen, I think he is the one who's now multiple times, as Roman says, tried to kill dad. Um, so he yeah. at least outwardly, yes, tr- is, is trying to uh, 
carve his own way here, separate and yeah. apart from his father. And know. he says, I love him. I hate him. Yeah. That I don't That's know. I'm going to outsource that to my therapist. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I don't know whether I love him or hate him. That's for my therapist. I thought that yeah. was great. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, com- it's complicated. It is complicated. Uh, yeah. Um, yes. It's very complicated. And I don't know. Did you think that any of them in that moment, did you think he'd convinced any of them to to join his side I do I do but I I don't I mean I didn't think they would actually do it but I think he was I think he convinced them that he has a real vision that he is someone they can get behind but it's I don't know too soon or dad's still too strong whatever it is uh and it's probably a little of both but they weren't gonna do it yeah and then once the donuts arrived it was like dad was there just to remind them, I think, of, you know. The donuts, I, the donuts, the donuts yeah. are irrelevant. Oh, no, no, no. These are relevant donuts. Oh, these like are one of my very, favorite lines. Yes, these, these are, are very relevant, relevant donuts. donuts. <laughs> I, I think Have a like, nice tea party, isn't that? Um, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah he, it's, he's, he's everywhere. He's omnipresent. He I know everything. Everywhere. I see everything. Like, don't even bother trying. And it works. Yeah. After the donuts, yeah. Connor's out. You know, Roman's like, pass. Shiv says, I'm with dad. Yeah. And Connor says, I loved, uh, it's not right to kill one's father. It's not right to kill one's father. History has taught us that. And I'm like, ooh, Mm -hmm. I liked that. Um, And when they do turn on him, man, Kendall, look at the little, look at the little Logan. Look at the little Logan, how quickly he becomes vicious, misogynistic. I mean, yep. the rant at Shiv is yes. dark. I, yes. I don't even know. Yeah. And, and, and generally I mean, all abusive. Of them. I mean, really yeah. abusive to all of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're irrelevant. Roman's like, don't you think, he says to Connor, you're irrelevant or you're worthless. You don't matter. And Roman's like, don't you think he's heard that enough in his life? I know. Roman's like the great Greek chorus of one-liners. Yeah. 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 No, but you're right. Vicious, mean, ugly. The, I thought the Shiv, though, that one was the worst. Yeah. I yeah. Really, well, she'll get him back, but... Um, See, I thought... She, well, oh, and I can't wait to talk about this. I bet we have very different views on Shiv this, this season. I thought Shiv's was the most generic. And so that, to me, didn't hurt as much. Because it... The I others see. were so yeah. specific. Yeah, that's they fair. Were and this so he's basically just who calling these her a woman people are. Yeah, and saying and I, just, I was like, yeah, yeah, women yeah. count double now. Yeah, the language was poor. Um, oh, but, oh my god, no, it was vicious and disgusting. Yeah, I'm right. just saying, among all of the, was it called a little Logan? Yeah, mm-hmm. I just thought it was compared to the other ones, the weakest. Right. Uh, compared to his attack on the other ones. But yeah, no, disgusting. Yeah. All of it disgusting. Yeah, because in that one earlier in that episode, I do think he means it when he said she was the one he wanted. I mean, of all the, the siblings that he was trying to convert, I do think she was the one he wanted, it, not just because, you know, she's a woman and counts as double, according to him. Yeah, but I do. No, I agree with that. But I think that he she he wanted her the most because she is the clearest second yeah. choice yeah yes exactly so yes. i gotta get you away from dad kind of thing. yeah and that goes to something just from the beginning of the episode that i wanted to talk about um, yeah when he says to her again the kendall shiv because that's going to play out more in, in the next episode we talk about but 
um, when he says to her that you're angry at yourself for never never having done it yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he says, you tell yourself you're a good person, but you're not a good person. Right now, I'm the real you. And this to I me was like, the, yeah, right? And this is going to continue out into the next one, just this this idea of, you know, Shiv becoming Kendall and Kendall seeing how yeah. she's being turned by yeah. Logan just like he was. And like that he sort of already sees her future because it's it's his past yeah. or present really mm-hmm. and I thought that was a very interesting twist on our like being seen um, but now with yeah. siblings yeah and very insightful on Kendall's part I completely agree I had the same feelings and what I thought was interesting was it, it makes me wonder I, I we've talked about this a few times and I can't remember specific episodes but it's just a general theme of like are you are you actually being autonomous when you're doing the opposite of what you're supposed to do? Or are you just reacting in a different way? Shiv, prior to the season, maybe even prior to the dad's um, health scare that starts the whole season or the whole series, she was very intent on like being a good person and yeah. making a difference. She was in politics and, mm-hmm. you know, really trying to back someone who would make a change for the good and and you know she wanted to be practical too she wanted to back a winner but it was there was a lot of I want to do right I want to make the right kind of changes in this world and those were always going to be against her father because she doesn't think her father's doing the right thing in the world no and yet here she is turned on that completely and I wonder which one was her true nature? Is this who is she becoming who she Ooh. inevitably was always going to be? Or is she being corrupted and is she rot like rotten now? I don't right, know. Right. I'm not sure. I it's- don't know either. I mean, if right now I feel like watching her, like this must be her real core. Cause how do you turn quite so quick, meaning, and she's a Roy. I just feel like it's it's in her, right. and and but what, whatever she was doing before was trying to fight her true nature, and by literally separating herself from the family business. But and I don't know. You're right. I my yeah. my my first instinct is that she was fighting her true nature before, and this is what's coming out. Really, is it? But I don't know. I agree, and I think that's yeah. why Kendall was so spot on when he yeah. was like, "You think you're a good person, but you're not." and you never have been and just because you put yourself in positions to make you look like that or make you believe that's what you wanted this isn't and this is who you are and now I'm the one who's trying to be the good person I'm the one who's trying to to be you know a to work with what I have but do better and I mean it, it comes off poorly it comes off as as airs but you know, that is what he's doing. He or he thinks he's doing is trying to do the best thing, to do the right thing. And I don't know. Yeah. I know. They've switched places. They've in, switched places and then Yeah. I mean, you that in the next episode, I don't know if you have more on two episodes. Yeah, three. I just I just wanted to, to note well, first of all, the Tom and Shiv it's oh. it's not going well. It's not going no. well at all. Mm-mm. And that oh. will be the case over episodes two, three, and four. Yeah. But the moment when everyone makes their confidant call oh, at yes, Kendall's yes. house, mm-hmm. which I just really, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was sweet. Shiv is is 
an asshole and she's really not doing right by Tom in yeah, a lot of ways. She didn't even tell ways. him she was there. He didn't yeah. didn't know. Yeah. Right. Greg saw it. Yeah. And but she still calls him. Yeah. And she, mm-hmm. there's some part of her that still needs him. Some sort of part of her that really still respects him. I mean, there's one person you're going to call to make the biggest decision of your life. Who's it going to be? For her, it's Tom. Yeah. And then for Roman, it's it's, it's Jerry. Jerry. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is yeah. which was interesting and fun. And I don't know. I just really liked that moment of like, okay, you're in it with your family, but who's the person? Who's your touchstone outside mm-hmm. of that? And that was yes. very telling and very, I don't know, I just enjoyed watching that. I did too, except I sort of came away from those two calls thinking that Roman and Jerry looked like a better relationship <laughs> and Tom. You know, just because, you know, she says, I think her advice is spot on, you know. None of yeah. you come through this. You'll all get burnt. Um, but, and, and he says, but I can't trust you. He sort of says it jokingly, yeah. but she says, stick with me. And, uh, you know, I felt like their call was, I don't know, a little more genuine, if you will, or their, mm-hmm. their connection a little bit more than Shiv and Tom. But I, but I totally agree with you. I, I had noted that as well. Like when they, when they have this big moment, who do they reach out to? And yeah, it was, it I was, also- and they were like, tw- separated right back to back like it was they did it well like you how they cut between the two of them I thought that was really good exactly exactly I somehow brought some sort of levity to or or release to a lot of what the the episode had been building up with I also had to remark on the Roman telling Shiv you're making fucky eyes at me (laughs) and how I said everything to Shiv because of her daddy issues is about are we gonna fuck and Mm -hmm. and it's not literal because she doesn't want to actually have sex with her father or her brother. But I loved that Roman called her out on that. Why are you making the fucky eyes at me? Yes, exactly. But then <laughs> and there's... she's like, "What are we gonna do this? Are we gonna do this? Are we gonna? Are we? Are we together? Are we gonna go with Kendall?" You know. Exactly. Oh my yeah. gosh. There's a lot of fuck jokes in the next episode. The sucky suck on my dickety dick. I mean, yes, they, there are yes. so many great lines. Just. It, that oh, yeah. will become like, you know, little lo- oh, little yeah. Lord Fuckleroy. I mean, I've said yeah. that like a hundred times. I mean, the, these <laughs> one-liners, I want to start my next conference call that way so that just so at the end when it goes, little Lord Fuckleroy has left the call. Has I joined? Mean, the, yeah. Has, has joined. joined the and then at the end, it's just like they have these great, great lines or just phrases, yes. if you will. Yes. Oh, my um, God. Which the actually the start of... Favorites. Episode three has one of my favorites, which is Oedipusy. Remember, mm-hmm. I said that in on our yep. first one that he read like an Oedipus complex, and which I hadn't thought of that way, but can also mean when a son wants to kill, you know, yeah. their their father. And the fact that that late night comic woman gave him the nickname of Oedipusy, also what was it, um, Snitchy Rich? Oh, she has yeah. so many, so yes. many. Um, yeah. So. Anyway, this one, yeah, starts with him. Right, so, so at this, the end of episode yeah, two, though, yeah. Logan makes Shiv the president mm-hmm. of, of Waystar. U.S. domestic operations or something. Right, <laughs> yes. <laughs> a, a stupid title, but a real um, role in the company nonetheless. Right, right. And now this one uh, starts with, I guess, Kendall's now on sort of a, a PR campaign, and so he's meeting with this reporter, um, 
you know, opening the kimono, which is pretty funny given the um, sexual um, misconduct allegations in this uh, show. But hey, um, he tells the reporter, yeah, let's do this. Let's open the kimono. And, you know, he's, he, he's I lo- said, you know, talked about that. Rep- I guess she's a, like a late night comic person um, who called him Oedipusy. And he's like, but, you know, it, it doesn't hurt now because I am who I am. You know, he's trying to convince himself that that none of this really hurts him um even though you know i'm not we, we find out later that's not really so true but um i don't know that any of this stuff hurts him meaning this um stuff these tweets and all that yeah. you know i think that he's very savvy in the sense that he realizes he likes sort of, to be in the conversation yes and yeah. staying relevant and and that part i think um is is he, I think he means that like not that all of that is like sort of like there's no such thing as bad publicity. Um, I don't know. It's cringy for me to watch how he mm-hmm. is with in this way and with the good tweet, bad tweet, and when he's having that party yeah. and pulls it up. That's just like a little cringy for me. But um, it's 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 ultimately which we'll get to like his his sister's words who will who will yeah I didn't love it. I didn't love it either. I do think it's cringy. I just did appreciate that it wasn't quite the same Kendall we've seen. We've seen a number of different Kendalls over mm-hmm. the seasons. And, you know, season one was like the real formidable opponent Kendall, The sec- but also ineffective. The second season was the sad, like, I can't do anything without mm-hmm. my father Kendall. And this third season is a little bit of a different – it's – it's a it's a variation of the real opponent uh, variation, and it just it feels like there's a little bit of a step away, a little bit of him becoming his own person, a little bit, and and sometimes that's cringy, right? For anyone yes. when you're yes. when you're defining yourself and trying to figure out who you are, especially for people who I don't know whether you want to call it extroverts or cardinal signs, whatever it really is, the people who have to try on different things. And yes. go, no, this doesn't fit. This does. Like, that's me. I definitely need to kind of embody the whatever personality I'm trying to take on and see if it works or not. Some people can do that in their head. I know my husband definitely does. Like, he doesn't have to outwardly express it, and I do. So I, I see where Ken- Kendall's doing that, and it's a little bit cringy. I understand. but It's um, actually, it definitely is cringy, but I also think you're right that this I personally think this season so far, and particularly this episode, is Kendall at his most complicated uh, and complex. I think yeah. you're right. Like he was sort of not all, he's always been pretty complex, but he, he was a little bit more all one way in season one and a little bit more all one way in season two. And now I think this is what, what we're responding yeah. to. It's you're yep. seeing like in this episode alone from from how he starts off with this reporter to his, you know, with his famous line, like I'm in a really happy in my headspace <laughs> and I hope yeah. you're happy and there's to the end when he's on the floor in the in the sound room or whatever I mean and everything in between I mean you see yeah. so many variations of Kendall in here and like you said maybe it's because he's trying on and f- different ways and and thinks yeah, he's separate. getting confident yeah, yeah. and then yeah isn't um but i i did think when the reporter asked you know so how are things with your siblings um that's when he said i'm really happy in my headspace and i hope they're happy in theirs but but the look on his face like 
he started off all confident and talking to her, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then when she asked about his siblings, that's when like his the wound just came like right to the surface. And yeah, yeah. Oof. yeah. Um, yeah. So um, I don't know. My favorite part in this. Um, was um, when, or at least not my favorite, favorite part of the beginning before, because I love the end, but was when Shiv and him see each other at the journalism awards thing, because this is sort of an extension of what I loved about their conversation in episode two and what we talked about of her becoming him. Um, You know, she tries to come there to... She's sent by the family, I guess, to try to, like, make sure he doesn't mm-hmm. come into the offices. And she thinks she can sort of smooth things over with him. And at first he tries to apologize, which I think is an interesting... Nobody in this family can apologize, by the way. I mean, I think Logan says <laughs> to Marsha or whatever, like, like, I don't do that. Like, and believe me, I can completely relate because I have no mm-hmm. ability to apologize. But this was, I think, Kendall trying. He said, I threw a couple of ugly rocks I'm just trying to be more thoughtful now. I guess I guess that's I guess that's his apology. Mm-hmm. And you know, she gives her cell job, you know, really and and he he's listening whatever and then he just looks at her and he's like they made you get all dressed up for this. And then he says, "It's you now. I'm sorry for you, Siobhan. And that's when I was like, "Oh, like he sees yeah. it. He's like they've like now you're me and, mm-hmm. and and I'm sorry for you and he uses mm-hmm. her full name and I just I thought that moment in conjunction with their combo in episode two was like oh man the Kendall Shiv dynamic I think is getting so interesting oh all right well I hope so I don't know I'm Shiv is just upsetting me left and right she really is oh she is yes absolutely but I just think this psychology between them yeah they're doing a really good job and then ultimately you know with the end that's you know well I guess you know it it keeps going um so the town hall event you know he he Mm. this is her big moment yeah and she's she's coming into the spotlight and and he sabotages it and and has the Nirvana song Rape Me piped into oh, the room. Oh, my God. By the way, great song. Oh, my God. I don't know if it should still be a great song. <laughs> like, what? No. I mean, it seems so incredibly inappropriate, even though the, there's more nuance to the to the lyrics than, than the title suggests. But I was listening to it yesterday, and I was like, I just put Rape Me into my Spotify. By the way, don't do that, anyone. Anyone who's listening, <laughs> do not type Rape Me. Go to Nirvana, never mind. Do, somehow get to it uh, some other way, because I made the big mistake of putting Rape Me into my oh, Spotify. Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. And, and it's there's some crazy stuff that comes up, by the way. Um, so that's in my algorithm now. But man, it was too perfect for this moment. I mean, mm, oh really God, was. I can't believe they went there. I guess I, I can't believe they went there and I can't believe it's working. And oh my God, these now, people th- are so fucked up. They are so fucked up. Now, do you think though that he was doing that to intentionally go after Shiv I did not I thought it was just I didn't even think Wait, that he what? knew that well because did he know that she was the one that was going to be speaking 
Oh, I don't know. I definitely. I mean, how would he know that? I just thought he was just fuck the whole company and the place and his dad and everybody that's a part of it. I didn't view it as he knew specifically that he was fucking with Shiv. But I do. Clearly, yeah. she did. I understand. And then what yeah. she does well, after that is. But direct. also, I mean, it didn't. He didn't play it outside. He didn't play it when when the introduction came. You know, Car- when Car- right when Carolina stepped up or before it. It started. He didn't right. play it. He played it right. when Shiv started talking. Yeah. But I'm like, how does he even know she was going to do it? But anyway, I felt like she was like collateral damage, not the oh. intended target. But, you know, regardless, she clearly um, took it as such. And, and Yes. And, oh, my God, then her dad had that well, line. Sorry, Pinky. Now yeah, do you so, see? So that is exactly why I think it was specifically targeted to her. This is what's bothering me about Siobhan, that she is acting like, and maybe uh, that she's acting like all of it's personal and that she has some control over all of it. And, you know, she just, I feel like she's a thin skin and then her thick skin is so out of whack. Yes. Like what she does in retaliation is so out of whack. Like you got to be able to let this stuff roll off your back. You have to, this is, this is what it's like to be at the top of a company mm-hmm. like this. This is what it's like to be a visible Roy, you know, working for the company. And she both takes it too personally and. Uh, is, and maybe is not too, personally enough. <laughs> yeah. And is too vindictive about it. I just. I don't know. It does feel so like her letter, her letter in oh, response. Fuck. You find, yeah, yeah. Asshole. I thought that Asshole. was so terrible and like so miss. She doesn't get it. I feel like she's not getting it. Yes, yes. No, I, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And the fact that even Roman and Connor are like, I mean, their reaction when she's like signed this letter. I mean, first uh, of all, again, no. some great lines. <laughs> exactly. Some great lines. Which I will say, but but more importantly, just these are fellow Roy's. They're all yeah. horrible people <laughs> with no moral compass, and yet they can look at this letter and exactly what you just said. Uh, no, like like even they're no, disgusted, good. and like what are yeah. you doing? Like like we and, and she they've just seen kept everything, saying, and she just kept saying it's all true. Exactly, it didn't like that. Tell me in there, tell me what's not true. Tell me what's not true. It's just right. That's not the point, Siobhan. That's not the point. Connor, yeah. though, Times New Roman firing squad, he calls it a <laughs> greeting card from hell. And then Roman <laughs> just goes, Yeah, it's pretty horrible. <laughs> then, but then you think maybe that Connor's gonna do it when he says you know, I'd like some consideration because Connor's always, you know, what's in right. it for me. What's in it? Mm-hmm. And, and then I would like some suck suck on my dicky dick. And then Roman, same. I'm feeling brutally unsuck sucked right now. Where did these <laughs> lines come from? I'm just like, and of course they're both fucking around because, oh, and when she's like, she's like, what the fuck, Roman? That's not an, ex- that's not a reason. He's like, yeah, well, take me to reason court and sue me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I'm just like dying. So in, it, it's just too funny. But but yeah. So even they are like, no, no, like, we are listen. not gonna do this. Yeah. Even you know, even Logan when he has gone uh, underhanded in a gross way to undermine Kendall, like he did in season two, 
he put it through the press, right? He didn't have a letter signed by him, like Kendall. You know, he was like, hey, go go dig up some pictures of Kendall on Benders. You know, write a piece about that. Right. That's how right. he did it. She is like, oh, she's getting it all wrong. I don't like she's, that. I don't watch. Yeah. I don't like watching that. <laughs> no, she's getting it wrong. But then in the end, I mean, and we can go back to probably some other parts, but just to follow this through so so she puts this out and then this is the the very thing that that really hits Kendall though when he's about to go on air and again like we talked about he's he's really into making fun of himself and he's all in on this joke at this late night show until he hears what Siobhan said about him and then that is what leaves him crumpled up in a oh. ball on the floor of the TV studio. Yeah. I mean, oh, that's I get, well, what gets Well, when he him. read it, well, when he read it, he said, this isn't a big deal. And yeah, then he was trying to convince himself. Oh. And then and then the lady leaves and he really sinks in for him. And he's like, that to me was like the, the sibling, what a sibling can do to you, how they mm. can hurt you versus anybody else. I was just like, that's the thing that that yeah. ends him, gets him on the floor, yeah. in that 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 shot of his face. Just talk about the different versions of Kendall we've seen, right. and I just felt like this was an example of how the, your siblings know your soft spots more than anyone else. And it's interesting because I read yesterday an article with Jeremy Strong who said that before when he read this part in the script that he was like I don't I don't get this he said to Jesse Armstrong who yeah. the creator I don't think this would hit me that hard like what's the big right? deal oh, like yeah. we've all said horrible <laughs> yeah. things to each yeah. other like right. what I mean this is isn't this just like a regular day um right. in the Roy household and and he said but that Jesse Armstrong said, in as he put, in his magnanimous way, he said, I hear you and I acknowledge that you feel this way, but just see what happens. You know, will you just, will you do it? And he was like, of course, you know, all right. And he said then he was doing the part and he like broke, that was real. I mean, it, it hit him in that mm. moment. And he said, you're still a kid when you're with your siblings. So there's yes. a little boy in Kendall that I find I keep being brought back to in a way. There's just a primal hurt there. And when I was in that engine room with those TV screens on the ground, I felt incredibly sad and incredibly alone. And mm. he was just in, I think that's so true, this primal hurt that they yeah. can tap into that just nobody else can. Yeah, yeah, I. that's what I, got that's what I was tapped into more of that he was just felt so alone and mm. like they you know he he tried to put on a good face when they all said no or not to them he, like I said he went all Logan but he's like I can do this anyway and then it was like oh now I just made more enemies like now I have them as my enemies and that's not a good feeling either no no and I was saying oh. to you before we got on that that on the first episode you talked about you know your relationship with your brother yeah. and can you imagine yeah. if you you know were in a company with him or whatever you know and yeah. I was like yeah 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 that'd be crazy and then afterwards I was thinking about it and now this scene made me think of it or, and it's just like oh my god I if I had to be <laughs> with my brother in this type of situation 
where we're trying to like run a company together i mean i can't even imagine the the emotions would be so magnified i mean he can we've talked about this a lot like my brother like most siblings can say one thing to me one little thing (laughs) and it will set me over the fucking edge like he can push they they know the buttons right yeah yeah. And man can And they, they push know them. your whole history of buttons. It's everything. Not, you know. And then yeah. I just thought, wow, and that's hard enough just to go through life like that with people like that. Can you imagine in this magnified situation in the Roy family when the stakes are this yeah. high? Yep. My goodness. No yeah. wonder we're all like mm. Yes. <laughs> we watch. Yeah, yeah, because it feels so real and relatable with people we otherwise have zero ability to relate to. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So that was the the Shiv Kendall situation. I loved. Is I loved when. Um, see, and this might be the difference between being a a big sister and a little sister. My brother and I, all of that stuff is still true, but I do like I would never be that vindictive to him, and I would never you know, write that letter, spit in his planner the way she does. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm just more of like, okay, it's more of, I don't know. It's just a little, it's a little bit different. And I think she lashes out in ways that I just can't understand, even as a sister who has a brother like that. But now that makes sense. Yeah. 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 So, and I like when Kendall's all business about it when he's, um, what, what fuck boy what was it Leroy uh, whatever little he's, lord fuck Leroy yeah so when he's on the conference call and he's like hey Shiv uh oh, yeah. don't think we can come back from that but he's like all business about it right he's well, like dude, uh that, that was, was the super best first up. rate composition I don't think we come back from that yeah and, and, she, and she, she says, says okay mom, mom. Exactly. <laughs> That's the beginning of the next episode. Absolutely. The little yeah. si- the sibling quibbling and one-liners are so good. Yep. Yep. Yes. So do you want to get to Lion in the Meadow, episode four? You're- sure. So this was my absolute favorite, as I mentioned. It starts out with the FBI raid that Kendall is watching. Oh, well, that I guess how, that's how episode three ends with Jerry mm-hmm. coming up and saying, like, no, these are the ones that don't fuck off. We can't yeah. tell them to go away. <laughs> this is for real. And and Logan has an odd moment. I mean, forget about the fact that we, we haven't even really addressed these subtle changes in Logan because sometimes he can feel yeah. one note. But now, you know, I don't know if it's this season or if it's just – he's worn down he is he is changing he feels Mm. wobbly he feels unsteady and at the end of the paranoid too like i need my people with me my family you know like all of that yeah and at the end of episode three he agrees to cooperate now i don't know what other option there really was but there really wasn't i was the lawyer in me was freaking out i was like what are you doing you cannot (laughs) not accept service of that subpoena (laughs) but but the thing is there wasn't a choice but he didn't have to say okay we'll cooperate it might have just been you know i feel like a a season one logan would have said you know let them do what they have to do and we'll we'll have our guard up the whole time whatever it is like hide this felt like a resignation it did it did it felt like a or or a surrender i don't know but So then episode four starts with Kendall watching it. And he, I love it. Kendall goes, I manifested this. <laughs> that was so good. 
That is just so, it's so in line with the whole woke, uh, newly woke moment that he's having uh, that we're, that we're wititnessing. Wait, speaking of another great nickname though, Wokeahontas. I mean, all the lines here are so good. I don't even know where that came in, but that's another great one. Uh, I would say it it was the only good line Roman had in a pretty terrible scene. They've given a lot of Roman's jokes to Kendall and Roman Mm. has been not quite his full Roman Roy self. (laughs) Yeah, and he is a little bit moving away from the soft skills that he's had. He is, he's changing too. And they're all changing. And it, in some ways it feels like they're not, feels like they're doing the same thing over and over. It's so subtle and nuanced and, and at the same time to me, very dramatic when you're keyed into any bit of this. I feel like it's very dramatic. It feels like a big deal. Yes. This, this Shiv becoming Kendall, Kendall becoming his own self, and Roman kind of somewhere in between, growing but not necessarily into into either one of them. Um, so uh, ridiculous of him to say, I manifested this, when what he did was expose, <laughs> tell essentially tell the FBI that his father knew about these things. I mean, he, he set off a, an actual legal investigation, and yet he's like, I, I manifested, manifested this. <laughs> um, but before we go too far into that, I, I are we gonna talk? We ha- we've been neglectful of Greg, I know, I know. and Greg and Greg Tom and, and Tom. Shiv and Tom. Yeah, yeah, we need to do both of them. Yes, and Greg here, I I just love I love Greg and Tom. Not that it's good or healthy or or anything I ever want to be a part of, but I love watching them. And and now we see Greg getting his own. Um, legs a little bit a little bit mm-hmm. yeah. a- and he goes and meets with logan by himself which is amazing he asks for rum and coke <laughs> coke get him a coca-cola <laughs> it just makes him look like the the child that he is totally right? totally mm-hmm. he wants a soda poppy you know, like <laughs> but and then but greg's still there and he's showing up and he's maintaining some sort of composure and logan's like all right well what do you want what can i get <laughs> What can I get? He's like, this is not, not how negotiating how works. works. <laughs> and he's like, so why don't you fuck off for a while and figure it out and come back? He's like, you have some leverage. A little. Yes, a little. So go think about what you want and come back. Like, Jesus Christ, do this right, will you? And don't ask for a fucking Coke next time. Yes. That's what so he should have said. I, it's so good. And he drinks this rum and coke. Should, should I just down this? Should I just, I'll like, just down it. I'll just like, I can just down this. I don't know how you guys did it in the 50s. <laughs> so <laughs> so oh good. So wait, good. But before, and, way yeah. back, which just a Greg one, I think it was yes. second or third episode, when he was trying to get his own lawyer and he had his friend there, the, the girl who I guess is yep. a 1L in law school and he's asking her for like legal advice. He's literally got the Waystar lawyer at his door offering him something and he's like hold on goes to ask his friend she's like i don't know i'm a 1l do you want me to text my professor yeah Yeah. (laughs) i'm like greg come on man but yeah Yeah. so many funny moments with him it's funny because he is way over his head as is siobhan Mm -hmm. but he is afforded a little bit more cover i guess and time and space to figure shit out a little bit more because he's um, not really a Roy, you know? I mean, yeah. so that's why we get to see sort of Right, different. but also he's not a Roy, but 
he is the grandson of yeah. Logan's brother. Right. And so it is very, I guess what I'm, what I, where I'm going with this is to say that sometimes I had had moments of like, does this really matter? Like, why is he always around? Why is he afforded so much um, leverage and credence when he is not family? But they've really done a good job of making us feel the gravity of who he is by the power that um, that his brother has. So, mm-hmm. again, the sibling dynamics, even important on a level that we don't see as much, right? It's it's Logan and his brother. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. That's true. And and the power, we know the power that that they have. So um and when when was the so Greg and so Tom he, is this one is that what you're Yes. So one? he yeah. fucks off <laughs> yes, and yes. and goes to figure out what he wants, but he figures it out by himself. And when Tom comes in to talk to him, mm-hmm. you know, he's upset that he's figured it out for himself. It's like when your kid yeah, is a little game too this out. yes and but he'd already had and so tom yeah. is a little kind of bummed about that but then also as he brings up i mean he's we we didn't talk about this but as anyone knows he's pretty much agreed to take the fall for the company and yeah. for cruises and that he expects to go to jail and yeah. somebody always goes to jail and and it seems like he would be the best candidate that someone that that the fbi or whoever would accept as a deal right Yep. To take him. He's high enough. He's actually connected. This will hurt the Roy family, but not really. And so he's the perfect yeah. candidate. Yeah. Yeah. And so in- part of, yeah. No, go ahead. Yeah. Part of what he talks about with Greg is look at you. You've mm-hmm. struck yourself this amazing deal, and I'm fucking going to jail. Exactly. It's, like, how did this happen? Yeah. But also, like, I don't know. It's heartbreaking. It's really heartbreaking. It, yeah, I know. Because they, they just have the strangest yeah, relationship. Dynamic. Yeah. I can't even. And I and I never really thought of it. I guess I'm a little clueless on the like this homoerotic kind of angle. But then with that Greek myth story of Nero and Sporus or yeah. whatever. I was like, what is happening here? Tom's like, I would castrate you and marry you in a heartbeat. I'm like, what is happening? Yeah. So to me, it two. feels like siblings more yeah. than. I mean, I know that he said that, but it's the same thing with the Electra or the Oedipus. Like, do you want to yeah. have sex with your father or your brother? Right. Fucky eyes, you know? No, not yeah. really. But it right. is more of a sibling, I think, underpinning that kind of real closeness. That's that's almost completely inappropriate, and yet passes all the time because it's just right siblings. But also. Yeah. You know, we talked about before that for Tom, Greg was the one person where he felt sort of superior to. Obviously, yes. among the Roys, he is like the joke. But with Absolutely. Greg, that's why he could be so aggressive. He could beat on him. Yeah. It beat on him. But, but which now, is like a like a little brother. Yeah, like a brother. Exactly. But now in this moment, like you, to your point, and he realizes in the end, uh, he might end up with this great job in parks. And look at you. You cut this deal. And. I might be the one in jail and and wow because even with Greg he might not come out above him you know Mm -hmm. yeah Tom Tom I know Shiv's not exactly being supportive here yeah yeah (laughs) she says to her 
you know, he's looking through the binder of prisons. And then <laughs> she's like, I what are you mean, looking like, at there? Oh, what are you looking at? And like, oh, my God, he wants to go to the Jewish one because of the kosher vending machines. <laughs> I just can't even, you know, but he's really planned this out. And that that, you know. I'm not saying he was kidding around there. I do think he's spiraling about this. And yes. but that one was sort of easy for her to kind of dismiss. Like, come come on. Like, what are you doing? Like, why are you researching prisons? But then when she later talks to him and he says, um, you know, he's melting down and, and he was reading about oh, about wine in prison, I mean, and toilet water, and he's mm. really spiraling and he says, though, I'm terrified, Shiv. Mm. I mean, he was being very honest and very vulnerable very vulnerable and she's the best she can do is i don't know what to say to you and then Mm. her phone rings and it's her dad and she leaves she's very disappointing here yeah see to me i was okay with that because well not okay i don't it wasn't it wasn't the right thing to do but i understood it because the roy family just doesn't let those kind of thoughts you can't let those thoughts in you can't even have them yeah. You know, start thinking about it when you're convicted, not even when you're arrested, not even when you're, you know, right. like facing the charges. Don't think about that until after you're convicted, because in their world, it never really happens for one reason or another. Right. At right. some point in the process, they get out of it. And so part of her is like, oh, it's not going to happen. And then even when she realizes it might actually happen for Tom, I mean, it doesn't happen to us, but it might happen for him. She's just like, you can see she's like, we I can't think about this. This is not something I have the ability to process as a Roy. Right. So it's I'm not even intentionally dismissive. It's like yeah. it just doesn't even enter their head, first of all, yeah. like you're saying. Like it will never get to that. And then maybe if you're literally getting the handcuffs put on, yeah. then and, maybe then you would process it. Yeah, but she certainly can't process it for someone else, even for him. Right, right. That makes sense. That By the way, sense. Tom has also had some, even in his, I mean, he is playing, un, unlike a mopey, sad, weak, painful Kendall, Tom, I think, is playing a wonderful, sad, mopey, uh, you know, like, yeah. I, I'm not on the way to my doom. He's funny. He's self-deprecating. Um, he has some great lines, like, as you said, the toilet wine. Not that I care about his stupid cold glass of wine, but I don't know, for some reason, he's oh. making me care, right? Oh, my God. Well, I know why I care. It's because I can completely relate You understand to that. it. Oh, the yeah. cold, crisp white. Oh, God. I literally, I could taste it. I, I, it, it was, I'm not even kidding. When yeah. he was describing it, you could, you could see I it. I really could. Or when he basically offers himself up to... Uh, Logan and he says you know like I won't wriggle like I'm just like a trout just bonk me on the yeah I don't know what it was and throw me in your bag I won't wriggle oh yeah yeah so he's playing it really well I'm enjoying watching that I I hope for the best for Terminal Tom I do um and then oh Oh, Terminal Tom you're right he has career cancer (laughs) (laughs) so good I know. Oh, this is one of the ones, the scene where uh, Roman is pulling in the tattoo guy. Oh, yeah. I right? That's where. By that. mm-hmm. Very transactional, no soft skills. He's all business, even when it's something that's, you know, not really actually business, like merger, visions, you know, plans. Mm-hmm. It, but it's, you know, he knows how to destroy his brother, and he's very transactional about it. That was un Roman. Right. 
Yes, that was very Roy like family yes. Roy like. I mean, this poor guy is basically like, I don't really want to go back there. Da, da, da. He's like, yeah, yeah, but there's a price. Like, eh, what's your price? Right. You know? I'm just gonna say a million dollars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then they get the pictures. Right. Yes. Yes. The tattoo man. That was all of that. I I thought that was very strange. That whole thing. Why strange? I just didn't know. I mean, I first I didn't even know. I missed what was on the tattoo. Like I, I didn't know. I didn't at first understand how this was going to help them yeah. get this leverage over him. Like, I'm like, really? Is that a, really a way to take him down? And that that's why I think when Jerry was like, yeah, but this makes you look like an asshole too. So like right. put that in yeah. your pocket. I was like, yeah, okay. Because to me, I was like, I don't know that this is like the slam dunk that you hope this is going to be. Um, but anyway. Yeah, no, I think it, I don't I don't know that he thought it was going to be a slam dunk, but that it was new. Right. Everything yeah. Shiv said was old. His drug use, yes. his family, everything was old. R- Roman was presenting something new. And you know right. how news can be to... sometimes. Right. Like mm-hmm. they can just look at this. He tattooed someone. I mean, that's it's disgusting. Gross. The whole thing. Yeah, is, it's, yeah it's terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. but so I don't know I I think I thought he was on point I just thought it was very un-Roman like and yeah I feel like Roman has had uh, been less of a factor though so far in these first few episodes um yeah of of the sibling drama he's taken a little bit of a backseat in favor of more of the Shiv Kendall airtime definitely definitely um what else? Anything else well, before we go on to the... Lo- I was like, before we go to the three Oh, yeah, to them. the huge yeah. thing. Oh, wait, yeah. here's one moment I wanted to talk about. The Shiv, more Shiv. When she goes in with Frank and Carl, oof, that was a that was a tough scene to swallow. When mm. they're having lunch and he's got his napkin tucked into his shirt and these two old white guys and she's like, hey, keep me updated. I don't know. I just, I didn't. I didn't like it. I didn't like what she was doing. Yeah. I didn't no, like the way I, they were she treating her. She doesn't know her. how to, I mean, you know, she doesn't. She's, she doesn't know how to do it yet. Like, like she you've doesn't. been saying. I mean, she wants in and then her See, dad gives her an assignment, if you yes. will, which was to go in there and do it, but then she doesn't quite get it right. And then she gets admonished by him yeah. for it. And it's like, she can't win right now. She yeah. can't figure it out. She can't find yeah. a way. And I think part of it is the way she's doing the whole thing. Like Kendall has been part of this company for a long time and he sat back and, you know, he, that's that's got its own issues, right? He, he always looks like the weak number two instead of uh, when can you emerge as leader. Shiv came out guns blazing to emerge as leader and not fall into that I'm your I'm your second guy trap. But at the same time, she doesn't know anything. She doesn't know how to finesse any right. of this. She no, doesn't know. No. She doesn't have the soft skills that that she needs to negotiate all of this negotiate the personalities negotiate you know same with um the editorial guy yes the news guy she's Mm -hmm. just doing it all wrong and I don't I don't like that I don't like that yeah she's got to find her own way she's trying to do it the way she thinks you're supposed to do it or the way she's seen other people doing it versus finding the shiv way to handle it whatever that is and I don't know what it is yet because she keeps missing yeah, well, she doesn't know, right? And yeah. as you said, um, she, her dad kind of, Carl calls Logan and Logan says, you're, you're fucking things up, stop it. 
And she's like, but this is what you told me to do. And he says, I gave you a destination. I can't walk you there. Yeah. And she goes back and forth. Oh, you're going to cut me out. You're going to carve me out. You know, there's a line. And he says, nothing is a line. Everything everywhere is always moving. Get yeah. used to it. Damn. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's what Shiv is coming in of like, you're right. It's more of like, she thinks she, this is the way it's supposed to be. This is the way it looks on the outside. But she doesn't get it. It's a constant negotiation. And it's, and it's soft skills. And it's being hard. And it's knowing personalities. And knowing how to, to get something out of someone. And also, look at Logan. We're going to talk about this. He has different tacks with the same person in the course of minutes, right? He mm-hmm. goes oh, soft yes. with Kendall. And then, then and when, he, when Kendall's feeling soft bellied and and vulnerable he's oh stick that knife exactly siobhan has none of that none of that she needs to blend the feminine and the masculine qualities of course like a logan is doing your ad's a perfect example and even kendall sometimes yeah yes yes yeah yeah he's better at it than than the others for sure yeah but we all we see them all trying to work it out all right so kendall and logan have to go to some hedge fund we know is played by adrian brody but at the time they're just like you got to go to this guy's island they're pissed about it neither of them are happy about it kendall feels like he's being railroaded logan doesn't want to kowtow to anybody they're all they're both going in very grudgingly and the setup is just this is what this is one of the things the show does so well is prolong time and mm-hmm. make it full somehow. So they have the whole they he pulls up first, Logan pulls up second, Kendall oh, Kendall gets a text, you have to wait, wait for Logan to get out. Logan gets out. This is your chopper. No. Give that one to Judas. I'm taking this one. Uh, why? What? There's literally no difference. We see them flying. And then Kendall goes, "Make sure I have water in mine." It's so good. And then the planes. So they take a helicopter to a plane. And then the planes. He wants, he's, now he wants you to take off first. Why? Kendall knows because he doesn't want to wait. He doesn't want to wait for Kendall to get there because they're supposed to talk on the tarmac. So Kendall fucks that and goes ahead. I mean, this is the subtle dynamics. Is that when he said meet, meet, like the roadrunner? Was that right then? That was so funny. Wait, what was it? When he says, like, meep, meep, roadrunner. Like, oh, yes, 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 yes. yes. So good. So good. And he's really playing ball with his dad and not just trying to cut him out or be his lackey. He's really trying to dance with him. And that is the, I think that's the Kendall we haven't quite yeah. seen yet. And he's like, I can play. And I, I can play without making you my number one enemy. I can play in a way you still want me here, but also fucking hate that I'm here and, and getting the upper hand at, at any moment. And so that was so good. And then they're there and there a lot happens. But for me, it is when Adrian Brody, they're finally sitting down to eat. And Adrian Brody's like, look, you, you got to tell I'm, I think you're going to tell yeah. me it's okay. But I need you to tell me. And then he said, they both say it. They're like, yeah, mm, fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. And he's like, eh, you haven't really convinced me. I'm (laughs) not sure. And Logan launches into his, he's a good kid. Kid. Which, which it, it both 
was a salve and a drop of acid, right? It's like you're a kid, like you're a child. You will never be anything more than that to me. I am your father. You can't possibly be. You will always be my kid. And so that that hurts. But also what he's saying is he's good. He's good. He's I've taught him well. He's a good kid. He gets it. He's strong. And he launches into this whole, and I love him. And I just, I was dying watching Kendall's face because yes. you think to yourself, or I was as Kendall, they don't say any of this. I was like, this is all bullshit. I know my father. He's just saying this because it's what he's supposed to say. He's also saying it for Adrian. He's saying it for Adrian Brody's uh, benefit. He's also saying it for mine. And he knows that this is what I want from him and he's giving it to me. And he doesn't really mean it. But then at the same time, it's like, well, why are you so desperate to just hear your father say I love you? And if that's all you're actually desperate for, why isn't this good enough? Like, let it be good enough. This is what you want. Who cares if it's an act if he's doing it and it feels authentic it feels genuine to yeah. you and your child hurt yeah, heart I was just gonna right? say yeah don't you just feel like there is a part of him as the kid the little Kendall oh, yeah who, who believes it because he just because he wants to believe it yeah just to lap it in even though the adult you know Kendall is like this is bullshit for like you're saying he's doing yeah. this to smooth yes. things over with this guy Josh okay it's a calculated move but the little Kendall is like oh he thinks I'm the best, that yeah. I'm the best one of them all, maybe. Yeah. And I mean, that's oh. the thing with childhood wounds. They aren't real. <laughs> and yeah. so a fake, quote unquote, fake declaration as this. Is, well, and by the way, I do think that there is a lot of authenticity there. I yes. Do. That's but, what makes this so good. Yes. There, there, yes. There's a kernel of truth. If it was complete bullshit, it wouldn't, yeah. it wouldn't have the same effect. Yes. So, but if it's all made up anyway, then what? Like I... I believe I saw Kendall healing in that moment. He had all the feelings of like, I'm a little kid. I'm also an adult who knows that he's fucking, you know, he's he's just saying this. But also there's got to be some whatever metaphysical actual healing because that little kid doesn't know the difference, doesn't know the nuance, doesn't know the years of feeling screwed over that he that adult Kendall will know. And, and there's got to be some real healing in that moment. For yes. me, to me. I told, yeah. no, I agree. And you know how Shiv said earlier with her letter, tell me what's not true. I mean, this, right. is, this is true. Yeah. If you think about what he said, I mean, what's not true about it? I mean, Logan said he did what he thought was best. I think Kendall did do what he thought was best. I love him. I think he does love his son. There will, you know, he says there'll be a big number. We'll pay, you know, we'll all be okay. And maybe, and maybe it will be him one day. It, mm. It's in his blood. And he learned it all from me. That's all true. I mean, it yeah. might be Kendall one day. It is in his blood. He did learn yeah. all this from his father. And maybe he's the best one of them all. Yeah, he, maybe he is. I mean, it, yeah. the, so th- there is, it is true in a lot of ways. And so yeah. I think you're right. You can, because of that, he can that he take, can take that. it in, in a new way. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But yet, that's what's so amazing about it, because you're also sitting there going, this is bullshit. Yeah. He's just saying this to smooth this over. How can both things be happening at the same time? That's what's so Which, by the way, they also, neither one of them can process it, really, right? Because then when they're alone on their walk, Kendall kind of calls him out on it. And Logan says, you'll say anything. Wait, what is it? You'll say anything to get fucked on a date. 
right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so there is some acknowledgement of the falseness of it. But I think the acknowledgement of the falseness of it only comes because they both knew there was real truth and truth. authenticity there, right? And yes, they, and they couldn't they handle. They didn't want like to stay in that moment. Yeah, oh, exactly. It was too Get me out of that. Let's of go them. back to our bickering. Yeah. Yes. And yes. And we'll even undermine what you just said and what we just experienced because it's so uncomfortable and for us to be there. Yes, and because it was really so vulnerable, then when they come out of it, they have to be that much more hateful I mean yeah then what they say is yeah you'll say anything to get fucked on a date and Logan's going you're all alone and then mm-hmm. Kendall launches into horrible things about him and then yeah, you're a hundred you know, years old you don't even know what you're yes. saying your brain is scrambled yes and then Logan says something horrible and racist um about yes. getting you know screwed in a in yes the, prison block and I, I but he says I have the family I have Greg basically I have everything you're high and dry face it son you lost I'm like yep. Jesus then we just go right back as you said to put the knives into each yep. other yep yeah yep I also loved before this when they're still trying to be all business when it's not about the feud and Kendall shows up first and Agent Brody's like what what is it what's going on He's like, no, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. And he's like, it's not all good. I saw what you did to your father. It's not all good. He's like, well, it's all good, but it's all terrible. Which <laughs> just felt yeah. like something I would say. Like, I don't know. It's That's everything all at once. Just, just That's just life. And he's like, what's the difference? And I, he says, it's a fuck pie, but it's not that complicated. Yeah. Exactly. Or the Beatles wrote their best music when they were suing each other. When they were suing each other. And no, it's just, and it's, it's interesting you get two very different, when you're still in the business side of it, you're really getting two very different pitches from Logan yes. and Kendall. Again, Kendall's got this vision, he sees the future, and Logan's brass tacks, like, I'll make you whole, yeah. the, exactly. this is where we are right now. He's more rooted in the present, whereas Kendall's always got this vision of the future. Uh, and and I and I was like, ooh, this is interesting on the business level. And then we get to the, to the father-son pain aspect of it and i'm like oh which was the real standout exactly and then you know him starting to have a heart attack or whatever turns out it was just heat exhaustion right Um, well he said i know heart attacks this is not a heart attack (laughs) i know but even that their dynamic there i just thought was so great i mean kendall's trying i i think trying to help him i mean he's like dad i want you to die out here because at the end of the day he's still your father and he's like but roman calls him out on the fact that i know at the end yeah i know because you failed to give our father a properly timed evian good day (laughs) or what did he say even before that like how many fucking times are you going to try to kill the man i mean yeah he means literally and figuratively (laughs) yes take him down you could have just given him an avion i know but you know i i mean it still remains to be seen where this josh adrian brody you know at the very end it looked like he was meeting with stewie and oh which pissed me off because i was like so was the whole ian and i didn't agree do you think the whole thing was just a ruse or no, do you- I don't think so. I, okay. I think that he was truly wanted to see what was going on with, with Kendall and Logan. And I think he would have backed Logan. Um, but now, I mean, I think he has serious questions about whether they can, as he put it, close the outrage shop and really work mm-hmm. together. And then now with his health, I, I did believe that. I know I also then read 
an article with um, Adrian Brody who made it seem which I didn't think that it's still ambiguous like you don't know I mean so what he was meeting with Stewie blah blah, blah. I'm like mm, I right. don't know I thought I was supposed to take that as now maybe switching to the other team but yeah but we know, know how these things yes of course <laughs> flip flop the shareholder vote that will never happen to yeah. your earlier point <laughs> seven season 77 I mean, there is a date for those things I mean yeah. th- those are set and publicly announced and so I'm just yes I'm not which sure they've said I mean is. they have said they've said that at the date and they're like there there have been references to like it's two weeks to the shareholder day uh meeting yeah. and it's like five days but it just happens that like an entire lifetime happens so they don't change it and they are very clear that it's on the calendar for a very specific date but they manage to fit entire lifetimes in between those times which yes exactly exactly by stretching out time did we miss any no did we miss uh, anything i i do okay i do want to go back to greg for for a minute because you had sent me something right oh yeah Mm -hmm. about real life the the actor Mm -hmm. who plays greg and his real life first of all how have we not talked about how incredibly tall he is i mean it's it's unfortunate that kendall seems to be relatively short yes but even tom who is not greg is a, a giant a giant oh, compared giant compared to mm-hmm. but you sent me something about him being like the hottest bachelor around manhattan is that right uh that's what the article said i have trouble with it but yes yeah but wait so yes. what that's what i want to talk about why do you have trouble with it because okay um he is character so so if people fall in love with with him presumably because of what they've seen on tv right they don't know him so to me if i were going to fall in love with or like you know as these women are apparently doing hunting down um act an actor in real life (laughs) i would think it would be because i was so genuinely attracted to their character like if paul meskel was i don't necessarily even think he's objectively that attractive but his role his performance as Connell in performance yes is so amazing to me that yeah I would hunt him down in a bar in the West Village if I knew he always frequented it because of Connell I'd be like I think I'm seeing Connell yeah that's what I think psychologically speaking most people are are, are attracted to Greg fucking I don't want to go hunt down I don't want to hook up with Greg I, I, at all, I might go have a beer with him because I think he's funny. But these women are hot for him. I would, I would of the yeah. thing. And I also don't. I'm not attracted to the tall, lanky guy. Sorry, yeah. tall, lanky yeah, people not, of the world. I, I'm, I can't say that's my uh, my thing either. But I, there is definitely. I get it. I would. I don't uh, get it if no. I was 22 years old and single uh, in the West Village. I would 100 percent be tracking him down. No yeah. doubt to me. No doubt. Also, have you down. have you ever like seen his social media? No. So that could be. Maybe is that appealing? Yeah, but I will say it is purely just on I don't know, there's something about the character. Is he like the everyman, that, like seems like the nice no, funny guy. What no, what is it? I don't do everyman. No. I know. I so know, what I don't know. He's he doesn't seem edgy enough for you, Corinne. I don't know. He's no edgy. John Mayer. No. You, you like no. John Mayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I, Edgy's not normally my thing. I, super smart and not smart in like they can tell you a lot of things. I love a guy, and this has got to be purely what it is. I love a guy that can use his intelligence through humor. 
Like that somehow okay. when he's funny, it's just so elevated. And not that he's making jokes about, you know, Greek myth or something. Not not the content of the joke, but just through the humor, you understand that this person is extremely intelligent. My husband Did is you like just that. Ex- yeah. Sorry, I was going to say, did you just answer our prior debate about why so many women are into Pete Davidson? I mean, maybe that's it. I don't know him either, but is that the smart, maybe, funny yeah. guy? I don't know. Maybe. I don't, I don't, yeah, maybe. I Because I, I see it with know. Pete Davidson not quite as much. There's just something a little too. Ugh, right, but I mean, it could be. Yes, no, you're right. I, I don't uh, know him well enough, but that could be it. That is it He's for me. He's just a little too bumbling buffoony for me, though. I don't um, know. I like that. I I think it's, I don't know. It's this weird dynamic of like, I think I, you won't like control me. Not that I can, but I won't be able to control you either. But somehow I'll feel more in control, but at the same time, never superior to or never, you know, like I don't, I, he's not weak, but I don't know. No. It's a really, I'm going to have to think about this. It's a yes, really gonna... fine dynamic. But it is, He now my husband, I, I can't say he's like Greg, but maybe 22-year-old, no. my husband was more like, actually, it's probably exactly on point. <laughs> uh, maybe this explains a lot. A lot. And I, but I'm just here to say, I fucking get it. I really get it. To all the women who are definitely not listening to this podcast, who are down, exactly. down, Standing outside waiting for Greg. Anyway, his social media is really, it's the same thing. He's super funny. I mean, he made a rap about being vaccinated and like, I if you're vaccinated. That, that like, was, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is. Uh, there's that, an appeal. There's an appeal. I do yes. see it. I mean, I personally would not, like, I would yeah. be hunting him down, like I said, because I think I would have a really good time hanging right. out with him. I, right. I That, 100%. I'm just not sure I'd be wearing, you know, throwing myself at him in that way. But but yeah. who knows? Maybe 15 minutes into the convo, I'd be like, wow, I'm, I'm going to change I my tune on that. Because totally, you're that appealing. Totally would. I'm, I'm all in. But also, I, so I have to also talk about a theory that my husband has had. And he, I have I did not watch the show. He has, uh, until, you know, as we talked about, we binged season one and season two right before season three started. But my husband has been watching it since the very first day the show aired. And for years, I have been hearing from him, not that I know what this means, but I have been hearing from him that Greg is primed to take over. It will be Greg who will be named uh-huh. the successor. When it, when it happens, it will be Greg. I have watched every season knowing that he thinks that. And I'm like, oh, I see it here. No, I definitely don't see it here. Oh, I do see it here. And so I think it's a really interesting angle. I think it's a really good angle. And I would I would be happy if that's what happened. Because I don't know that I could be happy. Now, they'll lead me there. Wherever they lead me, right. I have complete faith that the that the show will do it right. But if you told me right now, it's going to be Kendall. Uh, it's going to be Shiv. No. It's going to be Roman. No. Like, you know, I I would have mixed feelings about anybody being the successor for real when the show ends. But Greg, I'm like, hmm, I can see it's it. interesting. In- there's intrigue. It's not obvious. But then it's one of those things. 
This is it. But then maybe it is. It's one of those things that isn't obvious until it's out, until it's done. And you're like, oh God, that was obvious from episode one in hindsight. Because how do you choose among the four? I've always felt like that. So that sort of, by having the sort of Roy, um, the outsider, part insider. Who uh, doesn't have as much of the damage has all mm-hmm. of the leverage or all of the same kind of leverage but without all the damage and I think does have a little bit of a heart does have some you know whereas they don't yeah and is doing the the right thing to like work you know not doing the shiv come out guns blazing i know everything you know he's working to f- actually yes. learn stuff yeah has a moral compass but also when he needs to play hardball actually yeah. does play hardball to yeah. get in his own way um no I could see it I could see it but now Reggie. to 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 the point of why I raised it now I'm like maybe why is that that's how my husband sees himself and he saw yeah. himself oh, good in- point good point mm-hmm. he's exalting his <laughs> he own wants, status yes, here exactly <laughs> so well great. I'm here for it I love it I'm here for for Greg the character and also Greg as successor I'm, yes. I'm here for all of it I, I'm here for all of this and you know one of the things we'd hope for or maybe some of the things we hope for when we talked before we saw all these episodes um for this season none of which are happening don't seem to bother me um you know I think we had talked a lot about some of the female characters and I think you would hope that Kendall's new girlfriend might sort of play a role none of that is happening well Um, I do think it's going to happen in the second part but you're right it is not yes so far yeah I think the PR women the lawyer nothing really Kendall's yeah, ex-wife not, is kind of out. Jerry seems less prominent. Marsha's right. been somehow, demoted. As, somehow, yeah, Jerry became CEO and and became less important. Le- exactly, exactly. I know. And yeah, Marcia, we're definitely not seeing thought, the performances that that we saw yeah, in season two. With right. Yeah. So it's interesting, but yet, what's been amped up, which we've just spent this entire thing talking about, feels so good and so awesome. The drama, the psychology that. You know, sometimes it's okay to not get what you want because what they're giving me instead is is amazing television. So I'm here for it. I mean, it's it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, and I do so, hope, I, I mean, I hope for more. And yeah. we do, you know, we, we know we've got some strong creative minds in, in the women in the writer's room. So I, mm-hmm. I don't, I, I feel like it still par- permeates the show. But we haven't seen the performances that we did see in season two. And I hope for a little bit more of that. Yes. We're watching. This has been Pop Fiction Women with Corinne and Kate. If you enjoyed this show, please tell the complicated women in your life. And the men who love them. Yes, tell them to listen. And then to follow on Spotify or review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And of course, share on social media. Tag us with your favorite books, TV shows, and movies starring complicated women on Facebook and Instagram at Pop Fiction Women or on Twitter at Pop underscore Women. For more coverage of the women you love or to find out if you qualify as a complicated woman, go to popfictionwomen.com. And keep it complicated.